what a snake wants, a snake takes. You see, I'm not in AEW to take the whole pie. Just your share. Now, a wise man once told me, never, ever turn your back on somebody you respect or you're afraid of. Wow. What have we just heard? What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to The War Report. As always, it is your humble host, Rajani, and I'm all joined by Cyrus. What's going on? Uh, disclaimer, everybody. Uh, Cyrus doesn't have internet, so he's actually doing this hangout from his phone. It, it may sound like he's <laughs> Max B uh, in jail right now, but just ignore that. What's going on, Cyrus? <laughs> yeah, I'm not home right now, so... There's a there's a reason for that, but yeah, man, uh, it's been a good week of wrestling, and I'm excited to talk about it. All right, real quick in the trenches, real fast, because uh, I think I'm one of the only people out of the whole group that watches being the elite. Uh, they were <laughs> the Young Bucks tease that they got a call, and a lot of people deciphered that this was a, a North Carolina area code. So, obviously, it was pointing to Matt Hardy. Mm -hmm. So, before Dynamite, Matt Hardy dropped his, you know, uh, YouTube series. And the last uh, the last instance of it had the Young Bucks pulling up. So, obviously, he's – if he signed or – I don't know if it's official yet if the ink hit the paper. But he's pretty much going to ALW. So, yeah, that was, that was no secret. So, just a little bit about that. Like, how do you feel about Matt Hardy kind of basically confirming it and um, moving on? I I hope that Matt Hardy knows that, you know, he may not be front and center at AEW, just like he wasn't front and center at WWE. Um, if he has more creative control, power to him. But I think at this point of his career, like, I think he should be actually helping uh, young people get over but you know he he has to be front and center for him to do that i guess but uh if he doesn't join the dark order i think you know that's a massive ball drop i think he should be really helping uh dark order be sort of like more charismatic or you know have uh people actually like them with uh the inclusion of him so uh good luck in a uh aew uh I know your spine, I mean, your pelvis is infusing with your spine. Good luck with that. Spinal issue is no joke. Uh, hopefully he doesn't, like, get seriously injured uh, when he's out there. The one thing that I could say about AEW is the placement of their legends. So on this show, mm -hmm. we'll talk about it a little bit later, but, like, Jake the Snake Roberts showed up. And then, like, they've used DDP. They used Arn Anderson. So, like, they've used them sparingly tied up to different groups you know they even showed raven mm -hmm. in the crowd i don't think that matt hardy is going to be a really big part wrestling wise like you can have him wrestle every once in a while but yeah where aw aew um kind of also excels is more of a character-based thing so the thing that they're doing with the dark order um even with like M look at mjf uh they'll be more tailored to him and that fan base with everything that he does with YouTube, 
I don't think that he could really use kind of the broken mat thing. I don't know where that is uh, between Impact or WWE and who really owns that, and he could if he could use that over an AEW, but uh-huh. just everything that he could kind of do creatively, uh, it'll be more beneficial to AEW than I think more leadway in WWE. And at this point of his career, I think it's a good move, uh, especially with. Uh, the news that you know AW, they they have some finagle room when you want to do indies. Like you have to get them approved. But yeah. uh, since AEW have taken off, like uh, I know Britt Baker's done on uh, some shows. Like Chris Statlander does bar wrestling. Uh, some people like peruse through ROH. The price has gone up since AEW started. So like it's good for him. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I think that he pretty much. At this point, maximize what he could do in WWE, and that's it. Yeah. And good luck to him. So, the crux of this, uh, AEW had a pay-per-view. It's been four long months that they've been building this up, and AEW Revolution happened on Saturday. Just, like, real quick thoughts for me. I would say that this was... A pay-per-view that I enjoyed the most out of them. I mean, of course, it had its kind yes. of low points to me, but you know, I've said on the show previously that their creative is starting to hit a stride. Like, things are starting to make sense. Uh, they're starting to pair up talent. Like, they have all different types of talent now. Like, they have like you have your Darby Allens and your Sammy Guevara's, and then you have you know, their tag teams, and then the story that MGF and Cody were telling, like and even, like, Pac and Orange Cassidy. Pac and Orange Cassidy damn near stole the show that, uh, Saturday. So, like, yeah. <laughs> they're starting to gel a little bit. Um, I'm sure that maybe we'll give a little criticism about the women's, the women's division because, you know, with how meaty this card was, there was only one uh, women's match on the card. Of course, it was the women's championship. And the way it was placed that went after the tag team championship, which a lot of people agreed was the best match on the show, um, it was a big come down. Um, Absolutely. So, like, overall, I thought it was good. Like, what did you think, Cyrus? Uh, I think it's a really good show uh, outside of, like, a couple matches. Like, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Jaeger and... uh, Dustin, uh, but I thought it was a good opener, but I'm not a big fan of the match. Um, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara was, uh, okay. Uh, obviously, like the tag match, uh, or the match to Orange Cassidy. And I will immediately say, I do think the, uh, the Cody and MJF match is really good, but it does have its low points with the women's match. And I think the main event is kind of like, uh, it's kind of lackluster to me. It just seemed like, uh, get as much like interference from the inner circle as possible. Then, you know, Moxley just beats up the inner circle again, like he's always done. Like, I don't think they ever really provided a challenge for him, even with the one eye. And then, you know, we went home and then we have a new champion. In particular, with me, with the Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes match, um, I just, because Jake Hager has not been wrestling matches, I just felt like he looked rusty. And then they tried to yeah. do, I guess, the little emotional story like with his wife. And then Dustin went to kiss her. 
I was like, you didn't really build it. it I didn't really feel the personality yeah. to that because you didn't really build up to it. Like, it was just like, all right, it's there. Instead of just saying, like, these guys just wanted to kill each other because Jake has been attacking Dustin. You know what I mean? Uh, another match that kind of really caught my, me by surprise was Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. They really okay. worked. They, I thought they really worked well together. Um, a thing about Darby Allen's yeah, style, uh, there was a point in the match where he did a, a botch where he was like jumping to the outside and kind of missed Samir Guevara. But the thing with his style and how it seems like with his recklessness, you can cover up those botches if they do occur and tell them into the story yeah. of the match. And then that 6.30 centon, that was crazy. Samir Guevara. Yeah, that like, was really nice. Um, let's talk about this tag team match because, I mean, the one they thing... Listen, the the one thing that the elite can do within a match is tell a damn story. I I, I will give hats off to them. I think a lot of people said that they thought that this was like the best tag match ever. And like oh, I'll just okay. I'll just well I'll just say for me that like I can't reference a lot of tag matches. So like while I think that it was AEW's best tag match by far in their history, I don't think that I could really call it the best tag match of all time. You know what I mean? Like, I would have... For me, like, I I remember a lot of, like, the WWE ladder matches, and maybe some ROH matches, and maybe some matches overseas, but I can't really reference... I can't just, like, point to this and be like, you know what? Uh, This one was great. Like, what did you think about the match? And kind of... The story that they, they told, because, like, it really got Hangman Page over. Like... The, re- yeah, the reclamation that, project that they've done with him is tremendous. It's complete. Yeah, they uh, they did the damn thing. Uh, outside of the match, generally being really good outside, you know, the usual, uh, you know, the Young Buck stuff with, like, Matt still selling his back for three years and stuff like that. Like, um, they finally did the, like, you know how the Bucks kind of, like, they're, like, reluctant about, like, hitting Kenny in the matches? They finally got over that hump, and I'm so glad that they finally like. No, Kenny is the enemy at like at this time. Like Kenny, uh, Kenny is not our friend. So you know, he's our opponent in this match, and I'm finally glad that it finally got to that point. So we don't get like the weird sentimental stuff like we saw with the Bucks versus the Golden Lovers, or just you know any tag match that features them. Um. But, yeah, I, I think just outside of that, man, just the Hangman Page project, you know, go, just working out amazingly well is fantastic to me. Like, the Bucks getting booed and them cheering Hangman Page and Kenny, that that really blew me out the water, man. Uh, I was sing my high praises for Hangman Page. Definitely wasn't a big fan of him. Uh, I, I, I like a lot of his stuff in this past G1. But uh, I think his stuff in this tag team, like, the elite gave him the world. Uh, and, you know, they capitalized really well on this. Uh, I'm really, uh, like, praises and the stock is super high for Hangman Page. Man. I thought that the tease was interesting, too, because I think we've talked so about good. this before, so good. So good. So good. where Hangman Page is eventually going to turn on Kenny. And I like the, t- yeah. the, the touch that you know, 
Matt Jackson is yelling at Nick, basically saying, like, do it. Like, let's go for it. And then they do the Meltzer driver uh, with Hangman Page on the outside on the damn ramp. You know what I mean? Like, they started... Evil. They they started leaning into uh, being heels, which is pretty good. Uh, I don't think that this is over yet. I think uh, I still think that this is going to lead to Hangman Page getting really headstrong and costing them the tag team titles. Uh, but I yeah. think, but Hangman and Matt still have an axe to grind with each other. So I think mm-hmm. basically, like what they foreshadowed on Dynamite this week, uh, they're probably going to have a singles match, like guaranteed, especially with. Uh, the rumors that with Kenny Omega and him possibly sustaining a broken hand in this match, I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, um, well, we've seen people wrestle with a broken hand before, but you know, I, I think this will be a good way to see if Hangman Page is still over without Kenny by his side. Um, you know, this is uh, it, it was a really nice match. I do like the tease that they did. Um, man, just uh, just really good stuff all around. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Kenny recovers soon. So, like you know, it's not weird that we're getting mad. Uh, you know, singles matches from Page, and not really getting tag matches because they do have to defend it at some point. So, uh, speedy recovery, Kenny. But I, I'm I'm excited to see uh, Hangman Page versus the Bucks. Like keep keep it keep it going. How about that Pac and Orange Cassidy match? I know everybody was waiting to see <laughs> Orange Cassidy do something, and he did in this match. Like, yeah. more, all credit to Pac, too. Uh, he really sold for Absolutely. him. He played into almost the comedy picture that Orange Cassidy has, but Orange Cassidy can wrestle. And, like, yeah. this match, uh, like, was a perfect uh, picture of two men working off each other. The thing that was a little weird to me is the best friends and Lucha Brothers kind of like yeah in the, in, in the end I mean I know that they were building up for Dark and I mean not for Dark for Dynamite and we'll talk about like the new group in a little bit but I, I thought that Pac and Orange Cassidy was just kind of good on its own yeah um I, I, I've seen Orange Cassidy matches before you know if you've ever seen GCW uh shows um i think you know pop leaning into the like oh snap he can like actually you know he can actually do some stuff that isn't you know the weird kicks and you know being very lazy and you know just the typical stuff i'm glad that people got to see uh orange cassidy work i uh, i don't think it's uh i don't think it's to his detriment like i don't think this gimmick is going to get old as as much as I thought it would, because um, I think like the payoff with having a big uh, having a big match, like every Orange Cassidy match feels like a big match, uh, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, I didn't like the Lucha Brothers uh, inclusion of it. I think they probably should have had Pac uh, beat him clean and then probably have the Lucha Bros come in. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like I think Pac is a strong enough heel character that he probably could have just beaten the baby face uh, clean and you know still do the thing on Dynamite. But, you know, still cool continuation uh, of what they do on Dynamite this week. Now, let's 
kind of segue a little bit into how Dynamite went this week. Uh, of course, John Moxley is your new champion, but it looks like mm-hmm. they're going to continue the feud that they have with the Inner Circle. Now, don't like that. Well, here's the thing. There are about four more months until you get to Double or Nothing too. I understand that, you know, a lot of people want to see a new challenger. Like, um, I don't know if... My money is pretty much betting that Jericho and Moxley are going to have another title match down the road. Like, within the next two months. You, You think with a stipulation? I think so, because... It would make sense. Like, you know, if you're going to have a big money rematch like that, and the fact that both of these men going into it were undefeated in singles matches, and Mosley was the first person to beat Jericho, there has to be a stipulation to kind of up that instead of that being a regular match because it will just be Moxley versus the inner circle again. Like, it'll be like Moxley beating up Jericho and then him beating up four other people. That's where I think... Again, yeah, that's where I think you know, and I can't believe this name that blood and guts and that the, the uh, cage match is going to come into play. But what was weird, especially with the main event to me, um, the inner circle beat the hell out of Moxley. It seemed like for eight minutes, and. Uh, I know Darby Allen. This got him super over, and that's another reason why I think they need a mid card title. Uh, the, the, I'm I'm saying, man, <laughs> like for the Darby Allens and you know maybe the Jake Hagers, something for you know the mid card guys to strive for until you're ready to move them up to the AOW Championship. Um, mm-hmm. I know. Basically, you know, like the inner circle are going rogue. Like they're, they, you know, Sammy lost, uh, you know, Jericho lost. What do you think? How do you feel about Moxley and the inner circle continuing this feud? Uh, not a big fan, but I, I, I do think that maybe MJF isn't ready, or they sh- they don't have to pull the trigger on that yet. But I think uh, the gift of AEW actually doing big title matches on TV, um, maybe at some point we do get the Jericho and uh, Moxley rematch, but it will be on Dynamite, you know. And then, you know, uh, when we're halfway towards another pay-per-view, maybe MJF does uh, step up. Um, but right now, I'm not a big fan of like the whole uh, inner circle and John Moxley continuing because John Moxley has literally beat them, most of them up, well, all of them up with one eye, you know. Um, if if we're just gonna, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like if he could beat you in one eye, what makes you think you could be uh, you could beat him with two, you know? But it is what it is. How do you feel about Cole Cabana coming into AEW? I'm not a fan of Cole Cabana, but I'm glad he's not in ROH. <laughs> I, I mean, that Cole Cabana SCU and Dark Order match was okay. Like it, it was like it went ten that minutes. Is the best thing, that's the best thing I can say about it. It was a okay. It was all right. You know, like yeah. was I a little disappointed that you know the Exalted one wasn't. Uh, shown a little bit, but 
<laughs> then again, you have so long until Double or Nothing 2, and I really think that they're yeah. building up the Dark Order to be, like, go after the tag title soon. You can't really burn that right now. You know what I mean? Like, you, you yeah. have to kind of build up, and I think as SCU beats the Dark Order again with Paul Cabana, they're going to, in their desperation, that's when the Exalted One will come. Um, presumably yeah. Matt Hardy. It could be, you know, Christopher Daniels still. Could be, you know, oh, yeah. Brody Lee. You never know. I don't... Uh, I heard some interesting theories about Brody Lee, but uh, I, ho- I hope he isn't in the Dark Order. Um, I, I think uh, him being managed by Jake the Snake Roberts will probably be uh, very interesting. But, uh, man, it's easy as... Uh, honestly, any new addition to the Dark Order will improve it sevenfold. So, I think... Uh, the Dark Order is, I think they're really starting to get away from, you know, the weird, uh, what was it, the New Year's Eve show that kind of, like, tainted them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, to go off your point, let's talk about Jake Roberts' promo. Cody works Easy. really, listen, Cody works really well with Legends, okay? Like, Arn Anderson, DDP. Cody is damn near a walking 80s wrestler. Yeah. And, (laughs) like, Jake Roberts, listen, if... I'll just, like, rattle off some, uh, like, rivalries, like, I remember, like, the one he had with The Undertaker, the one we had with Jake, Mm -hmm. with uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, this guy's a hell of a promo, especially being a heel. Um, Yeah. Who do you think his client is? Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully Lance Archer or uh, Brody Lee. Um, if if there is somebody on the Indies that are that is AEW bound, I'm sure we we would have known of, <laughs> known of it by now since AEW doesn't really keep secrets. So I, I think those are uh, the two best guests right now. It's definitely got to be a force, and my money is on Lance Archer. Uh, I think uh, Archer is he's an amazing solo talent but he would not be hurt by having uh, a great promo like Jake the Snake around did it surprise you a little bit that they are kind of moving Cody away from MJF so fast a little bit Uh, they are but yeah I I am surprised about it because MJF does the whole promo where he has the I pin Cody shirt um so I'm I'm not 100 percent sure that they're uh, moving away from it, but you know, good good for MJF for uh, doing the thing. Man. I uh, they're gonna be doing the war game stuff soon. That should be interesting. Maybe uh, when is Blood and Guts? I believe it's going to be the 25th. The 25th. Okay, so I think next week. Um, we should probably think of like war games matches that we would uh, like war or uh, war games teams uh, in AEW. Yeah, we'll do that. I think that'll be a fun little game. <laughs> I mean, it's AEW is seemingly you know a faction based promotion. Like you, you got yeah. Death Triangle, you got Jurassic Express, the Nightmare Family, the Elite, Dark Order, the Inner Circle. You know what I mean? Like they have. 
Yeah. Sean, Sean Spears is still looking for a, a tag team partner of some sort. So, like, I, you know, like, well, hopefully he finds somebody. Like, uh, did you did you see that video of the uh, the wrestler uh, Appy is just like, oh, I heard uh, Sean Spears is looking for a partner, and he just goes, no. Oh no! Like, I hope I, they find him a partner soon. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of been hunkered down, like writing a lot of stuff this week, but I did see yeah. that uh, he's. Uh, having fans submit videos for to be his partner. <laughs> Let him get the Walmart news, bro. <laughs> you know what? That'd be dope. And um, I'm pretty sure that Shaza McKenzie would probably tweet about that and be mad about it. Oh Lord! <laughs> if they get signed to AEW before she does, <laughs> LOL, bro. But uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of good stuff on this uh, episode of a. Uh, AEW. I enjoyed the pay per view a lot. I I would definitely rewatch uh, some of those matches that are on there. Uh, it's been a good week. But before the, before we get off of AEW, Big Swole oh, yeah. and, and uh, Leva Bates. Oh, do we have? <laughs> well, well, the match was a minute twenty. Uh, I have no thoughts about this. I well, my final thoughts about it is that I thought Britt Baker was kind of funny on commentary, and uh, that's the end of that. That's all I got for, for that. <laughs> um, what do you think about the Death Triangle? Uh, they've been tagging a lot, uh, so I'm not surprised that they're, uh, that they're making the team official. I think this would, if they wanted to do a, like a trios tournament, they could definitely do it now. That'd be sick. Um, and I think the name is cool. Yeah, I think that Kenny Omega did a interview saying that they were looking into doing uh, G one style tournaments. So if if you everybody want, loves tournaments, yeah. So if you wanted, to, like you said, like if you want to do a trios tournament, like AEW definitely has the factions for it. So why not go for it? You know. Mm hmm. Let's talk about NXT. Good show. <laughs> Very uh, a big step up from last week. Better show. I thought it was yeah. better. Um, I thought that like there was like what my criticism about NXT is that it wasn't it didn't give a lot of story. Uh, and we've said this you know before like they have the best wrestlers, the best talent, and it's just. Their show is like, all right, man, we're going to put the best matches on. But a lot of them didn't connect because, like, you don't really connect to the stories. It's just kind of like a and a Michael Bay movie with uh, a lot of action, yeah. but, like, the plots are razor thin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sometimes it's good. Like, sometimes you just turn your brain off and it's like, all right, holy shit, like a whole bunch of explosions and maybe some Transformers. But it doesn't really, like, when you're trying to build... And NXT TakeOver, especially going into WrestleMania, you want stories. And, um... Yeah. I thought the Dakota Kai and Tegan Nox, uh cage match was really good. And especially the finish. What they did with uh, uh, Raquel. Uh, amazing. And, uh... Raquel? <laughs> uh, uh, put, put an extra zero on the contract, bro. She's killing it already. She's doing really great stuff so far. I love her as basically Dakota's like enforcer. Uh, I love yeah, uh, you know Dakota like 
exiting out of the cage, and she's right there to stop Tegan. Tegan and Raquel are definitely going to have a match in the Can't near wait. future before, you know, uh, Dakota and Tegan uh, meet up again, presumably uh, at TakeOver Tampa. What do you think that the stipulation is going to be for that TakeOver Tampa match? Because it seems like they've done a street fight. woman standing. And you best believe I'm going to be in that crowd going crazy. Yeah, I think that's the only way that they could really go. Like, you can't. Yeah. Somebody's got Last one is standing. Somebody's going to die. Yeah, somebody, like, you've already had a cage match. You already had, like, the street fight. They've had the regular mm-hmm. match. Uh, unless you want to do, like, a hell in a cell. <laughs> um, last woman standing, I, I agree, would be the way to go. Yeah, uh, just... Honestly, if you could keep Johnny and uh, Tommaso Ciampa going for a really long time, they can keep this going for a really long time. Uh, these two girls are doing, you know, I think everybody involved in this feud are just doing really great stuff. Uh, T- like, Tegan cannot catch a break with uh, Raquel being involved. She cannot rely on Candice LeRae because, uh, you know, uh, Dakota Kai kind of like beat her up a couple weeks ago. Not sure if uh, not sure if Candace is hurt or anything, but uh, you know she's like absent right now. Like Tegan is very like very much all alone right now, and you know she just keeps getting beaten down. And I think a last woman standing, where you know maybe Tegan Knox, uh, you know, rises to the top at the end. Like I have no issue with that. You're gonna beat the hell out of each other. Uh, Can't so, wait. So the qualifying match. <laughs> Uh, don't talk a little. No, no, we no, we are not skipping that. We are <sighs> talking about this because when I saw it, I presumably I'm like, oh, Shotzi Blackheart is going to be in it. Obviously, is going to qualify. Oh no, 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 no. Chelsea Green beat her and is qualified for the match. You have the floor. I don't. I have the floor, and I don't wish to speak. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> get this microphone away from. Me. Oh, all right. Well, uh, well, oh, sick. Yeah. So, uh, Chelsea, <laughs> I know, I know your feelings on Chelsea Green. Okay, but if you're building her up to be this big heel, and <laughs> like people her. <laughs> I, I know. I, I'm high on Shotzi, and I think that Shotzi <sighs> is going to have her day in the sun. She she uh, is a crowd favorite. Uh, I think that she works good in the ring, even though, it, you know, but they went with Chelsea. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> But I, I... Hey, man. Next match. NXT, you got it, uh, bro. Our, <laughs> let's talk about that Johnny Gargano promo. Uh, everybody who wanted Mara to get his comeuppance got their wish here. <laughs> uh, this was a really good promo from Johnny Gargano, man. I, I think I think he's really showing, you know, he, he, he can cut a promo, man. And that, uh, proving a lot of people wrong that he says, you know, he's kind of like a one-dimensional talent of some sort. Like, this man is... Johnny Morgan was insane. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, he really went crazy in the promo here. I think that that's, uh, he's on a trend of really good promos here. Like with, uh, you know, the promo against Finn Balor and this one was really good as well. This got me back, uh, on the side of seeing the feud again. Uh, when Johnny Gargano, oh, sure, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still cautious. Like, I'm like, all right, what can they really do? But given that the next show is at the PC, it's not a full sell next week. Yeah. Just a little programming note. I think that they could do something here. Uh, when Johnny Gargano does these passionate promos, that's when he's best. Um, I'm sure next week they are going to beat the hell out of each other with everybody breaking them up. But this was good stuff. This was some of the best on the show, I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, interjecting with that story, what we need. Two up-and-comers that happened, Austin Theory and Isaiah Scott, they worked their asses off in this match. This match went all. Uh, this, uh, this made me 100% on Austin Theory. And Swerve, like I was already high on Swerve Scott uh, even before uh, being in NXT. But... Uh, Austin Theory, man, uh, I'm I'm on board. Uh, I really I, I really like this match a lot. Do you really envision Austin Theory kind of being the face of NXT down the road? I see him as a very long term North American champion at the moment. Um, if they would give him the NXT title, sure, go all for it. But uh, right now, I think um, after Keith Lee probably gets his call up or his like his reign is finished. I think, hey, like he's next, you know, or uh, him or uh, like Cameron Grimes or somebody. I there's a lot of dream matches in NXT that I want to see Austin Theory have. Uh, same with Sir Scott as well, but like, uh, I'm a believer. Do you think that Swerve Scott is going to eventually be? I don't know, man, because Devlin, I think, is going to hold that title for a long time. But do you think that <laughs> Swerve Scott is going to uh, be the person that dethrones Devlin, like, I would say, past uh, TakeOver Dublin? The, uh, Leo Rush has finished. Andrew Garza, uh, Angel Garza got called up. Uh, who else is there? There's Kushida, but he doesn't challenge for the... Yeah, right now in my eyes, he's like the only person. Uh, I haven't been watching 205 Live lately or ever, so I'm not sure <laughs> who, you know, who would be on top uh, over there currently. Um, so, shit, Isaiah Swerve Scott, he is like the only dude I know right now. So, yeah, maybe. Remember how we talk as each week, how we talk about Cameron Grimes? And like we're like, what are they gonna do with him? Like this, he's just a yeah. he's a really good guy, but he's got the big hat. Well, next week he's got a title shot against Keith Lee. Rest in peace, brother. <laughs> oh, you think that like he's uh, gonna get just uh, destroyed? I I like I like Cameron Grimes. Uh, like I said before, I really like uh, Cameron Grimes. I do see him as a future North American champion. But at the moment, you ain't dethroning Keith Lee. Hold my nuts. I think that this is going to be a really good match coming up. Uh, I'm a big fan of watching Keith Lee work against kind of like smaller mm-hmm. guys because, yeah, uh, like if you've seen the matches with him and Roderick Strong, like they just work really well together. Cameron Grimes, 
I know, like, when people are like, all right, what is he doing? Like, he's lost a lot. But I think him working with Keith and then working together, it, Keith is going to get him over. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even though Cameron is going to lose, I think that we both can agree that's going to happen. It, he's yeah. going to lose in a way where he comes out looking strong. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you know, this isn't AEW where, like, you know, wins and losses really, they kind of don't matter. All you have to really do is, you know, irritate the champion or give a really passionate promo that moves, uh, you know, kind of the face champion, and then you get your match. Like, uh, it's not rocket science, guys. Like, if Keith Lee wants to have the match, he can have it. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it, it should be a really good match next week. Another it, barn burner. Yeah, there's no standings in yeah. NXT. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they'll ever adopt, and they don't need to. I... Um, Tag teams. So, you got the Bruiserweights fighting against Undisputed Era next week. But there's a third tag team in there that wants to stake their claim, and that's the Grizzled Young Veterans. I love that they are more featured over in NXT more. I think they've done everything they could in NXT UK. Uh, How do you feel about, like, this triangle that is going on? Presumably... Fish and O'Reilly are going to move out after Tampa. They have yeah. to. Like, they've done everything. Like, it, they've beaten Lor- Lorcan and Birch again for, for a <laughs> sick, You know what I mean? You guys know it's how many times. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would presume that, you know, the Broserweights are going to, you know, prevail next week. And it's going to be the Broserweights yeah. and the Grizzled Young Veterans in Tampa. Or maybe a triple threat uh, of some sort. Um, you know, uh, everybody in a tag division right now, or, you know, kind of surrounding the title picture are insanely great wrestlers. So like, no matter what the outcome is, I'm I'm fully on board. If it's a triple threat or just a singles match. Um, I don't think that Pete, I don't, I don't really think that Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle should have the title long. Um, so Grizzly Young veterans would be a great champion. And, uh, if, Undisputed, if Undisputed Era doesn't go up, I wouldn't mind them being like, you know, kind of like the greatest, you know, NXT tag team with them uh, capturing the titles three times. Well, you know what team that probably won't be involved in that? And that is the Forgotten Sons. Uh, I don't think that. Uh... <laughs> uh, hey, man, I don't want to see them on my TV anytime. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that they definitely will be forgotten here. Uh, you know what I mean? I I don't know. Like I mean, you still we still have some weeks to get you know to Tampa. Maybe they get involved somehow. I sincerely doubt it, though. Um, um I I am uh, I do not like uh, the Forgotten Sons, but if they improve in the ring or be slightly more interesting. I will not deny them having a title match and possibly being, uh, you know, NXT champions at some point. But right now, currently, uh, at this period in time, I do not see it, and nor do I want to. Well, you heard it there. He, uh, Cyrus is not high on Forgotten Sons. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are high on the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, Sun. a lot of our friends are not high on them either. Um, I, I don't know... I don't really know what you do with them. You know what I mean? Like, do you move them to Raw or SmackDown? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that would 
that would be an okay move for them to just show up. Like, uh, we've seen people that, you know, kind of just randomly get called up and they do relatively well on the main roster or, you know, they have an okay spot on the main roster. And if that's if Paul Heyman wants to take or Bruce Fitchers wants to take uh, the Forgotten Sons, then let them do it. Uh, I don't really think there's a space for them at NXT at this point. Well, I don't know if they're going to do that with Tate or Conti. Oh. Amen. All I got to say is when the contract is uh, ran out, don't re-up if you feel this way. Well, I mean, like, you know, you saw the uh, the post that she, you know, made light of her contract and she wants to get paid more. Uh, I can't fault anybody trying to get their paper, but I, I don't I don't I don't think uh, her work that I've seen so far doesn't get her the extra dollar sign. But, you know, she each their own. Huh? <laughs> so. To kind of wrap this whole episode in a bell, let's talk about that steel cage match because I thought this was kind of genius how they did the finish. Like obviously Absolutely. Velveteen Dream, obviously Velveteen Dream and Roderick Star wanted to beat the hell out of each other. Velveteen has made many passes at Marina Shafir, <laughs> <laughs> and she retaliates with a. Uh... Coming to the assist of Roderick in this match. Yep, the damn kendo stick. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Did you see Roger Strong fold it with the kendo stick and did the back breaker with it? Oh, my God, man. Good go. Roderick Strong is going to be you, so, fan, so fun either on SmackDown or Raw. He really is. He, he, he He's different, man. Well, I mean, wouldn't you if, like... Some dude had a picture of your kid and your wife on his <laughs> trunks. You gotta kill him, bro. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the only way you go about it. But yeah, man, uh, Ron Strong's a really great wrestler, man. I I, I like his work. Man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, even Dream even did the stronghold. Like you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, that was hard. Now, Dream, like, I think we hinted at this also. I, I was a little, like, are they really going to pull the trigger on this? I'm hoping they pull the trigger on this. Dream <laughs> let Roderick Strong go and locked himself in the cage with Adam Cole and beat the hell out of Adam Cole. So it looks he... like for Tampa... Mo- oh, go ahead. Sorry. Now, for Tampa, you're going to get Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. I, I, I think it's time for them to pull the trigger on it, man. Um, you know, Velveteen didn't have, like, the best debut, you know, coming back into the ring. You know, obviously, we'll ring rest and stuff. But I think this match certainly uh, this certainly makes up for it. Like, even though he loses, you know, like like we said earlier, like, uh, wins and losses don't matter. You just have to really agitate the champion or, you know, give a passionate promo and then you got it. And I think, you know, we we said it already, but the finish was just pure genius. And if you if you're thinking in your mind that, but he lost, why does he get a championship? You're not watching it right. Listen, man, um, I was racking my brain to see who would be the person that like to challenge Adam Cole, 
and almost every mm-hmm. big person that they have, every big face they have, has uh, a match already for Tampa. Yeah. So why not Velveteen Dream? I think he's ready. Um, it wouldn't have been a good thing to kind of have him go for the North American Championship again. They already did that. I, yeah. I think that it's time, man. Like. Velveteen Dream has been in NXT for, I think, two years. So, like, I think that he gets well, his title. Well, Velveteen yeah. has been there for two years. But Patrick Clark, Patrick Clark has, has been, been there, there forever. For a very long time. And I think pulling the trigger on this would, you know, put a, just a nice, you know, bow on his career or, you know, uh, just a nice accolade to put under his belt. Um, he's an amazing talent. And I think the match at TakeOver is going to be absolutely insane. And if the Undisputed Era does move up, I don't see the point of Adam Cole winning and then, like, you know, vacating like he's Oscar or something. No, I think Adam does the deed. Uh, you know, that crowd in Tampa, I think, is going to erupt with Velveteen Dream. And plus, his character, his character can do so much with that NXT title. Adam Cole has done so much service to that title. Everything that he's done, especially with, you know... War games and oh, uh, yeah, Gargano, like the Royal Rumble, like everything. It's time for the Undisputed Era, who's been there for three years, to move on (laughs) and make an impact somewhere else, either on Raw or SmackDown. Presumably, for me, I think SmackDown. SmackDown needs a shot in the arm, and I don't think that Mm -hmm. you know Goldberg is going to be there after WrestleMania. So, if if Uh... If uh, Roman Reigns wins, he needs he needs some challenges coming up. Okay, I don't think Adam Cole is going straight to the title picture. I think uh, I, th- I think you know Adam Cole could definitely float around the uh, the IC title scene. Like I'm not concerned with you know oh he's too small blah blah blah. Like I don't really care. Um, Daniel Bryan's on like the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, but I, I I definitely think the first year. Where they get called up is going to be a moment, but I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, fast track to the top. You know, they they got to build up to that. And SmackDown has, you know, been a shaky show till uh, last week, actually. So we'll we'll see what the future looks like for SmackDown. But I don't I don't think there's going to be a fast track to the top for Undisputed Era. I I mean I don't think so either. Uh, you could do Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan again. Like that was a great match oh, that yeah. happened on SmackDown. That would be a good entryway for Adam Cole to have like that feud. Of course, Fish and O'Reilly. I mean, look at the tag teams that they can. And, like you know, what they're I mean? monsters. Like, <laughs> and then you know Roderick Strong on his own going through. You know, fighting for you know the IC title. Anything. Or any, yeah. yeah or he, any. He's already he's already beat AJ Styles and Nakamura before, so my goat, the sky is the limit. I would love I would love to see it. Anything else uh, before we get out of here? You want to say about AEW or uh, NXT? Um, good shows from both shows this week. Um, AEW Revolution was great. Uh, they got to do something. I, I think. Uh, AEW has to do something about this women's division. NXT, I am looking forward to seeing all the competitors that will be in this ladder match. So far, we have Chelsea Green, 
Uh, I think she'll be playing the EC3 of the ladder match. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, looking forward to everything coming up with NXT and uh, AEW. Yeah, one. listen, one women's match, and I know we've harped on this, but one women's match with a squash, it, 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 you can't have that. Yeah, really. I think, I think it's criminal to put Liva Bates on live television <laughs> on a Wednesday night. Um, she is a, she should be an AEW dark superstar, <laughs> where she gets squashed by you know, uh, Diamante or some somebody or some the talent. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that she would have this this match in general, like. Uh, not something I would highly like highly advise. <laughs> well, I mean, the dark match where well, you had Britt Baker and Riho in a tag match with Yuka and uh, Penelope Ford. Uh, you know, that was the match that they recorded like in Dynamite, like before it happened. I, you know, what I mean, you could have had that on mm-hmm. the main show. You know, what I mean, like, it's just yeah. I, I, there's no issue with having something pre-recorded on the show. Uh, we see it all the time. But putting Liver Base on my TV Wednesday nights criminal somebody should be arrested but it's just like you know if you want to build up big swole as being the next person to challenge nyla i don't think that's the way to do it like i don't think yeah i mean like leva bates moves in slow motion to me you know what i mean like and we've talked about leva bates before but like uh where the hell is sadie gibbs (laughs) you know i don't you know i Uh, doing walking handstands like uh, she said that she's moving to Georgia Atlanta in March is March so hopefully we'll see her more that is uh, her words on Instagram all right Georgia on my mind for Sadie Gibbs (laughs) soon Uh, that's our show for this week Please go and follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. Of course, we are having our A shows having their March Mark Madness, where you can vote for the Queen of the oh. Ring. That's from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK. Uh, go over to the Twitter site and uh, make your votes known uh, there. Go ahead and say. <laughs> go. I am not sure if I have enough time to say this, but please. Go vote for Dakota Kai in the Mark Madness bracket. I cannot have her lose to Ken LaFleurie. I am sick. When I saw those votes were 50-50. Well, I just... Uh, Go I, vote for Dakota Kai. Well, I just wanted to give you a little update. Uh, Candice LeRae is winning right now 53-47 to, to uh, Dakota Kai. Oh, my God. I'm sick. <laughs> I don't have enough burner accounts to vote for Dakota Kai. Please go vote for Dakota Kai. Um, I don't know why you would vote for Tana Fleury anyway, <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, uh, I'll give another like uh, prediction here. Let's let, let's look at one. Wait, hold on. Did you see? Okay, I I'm uh, I put together the basically the seeds for you know uh, the Mark Madness uh, bracket and. I did not think that would put Ginny at a disadvantage by putting her up against uh, Bianca Belair. Well, if I did. knew that, I definitely would have rigged the system. Well, it definitely <laughs> did, because uh, right now, as we're recording this, 
Uh, Bianca Belair is up ninety six to four. So uh, you okay. just basically you basically seeded Jenny as a sixteen seed, and uh, Bianca Belair is a one seed there. Um, if if I knew that was going to be the result, I would have rigged it. Uh, I probably would have had her up against uh, you know Piper Niven or something. I don't know. She probably still would have lost, but it probably would have been closer. Um, She's gonna I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to vote against Bianca Belair. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. There's not to give any spoilers, but anymore. But like, there are a lot of blowouts here. So uh, I mean, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna get tougher as we get into, uh, yeah. I guess, round two. But uh, the way you see yeah. it, uh, <laughs> I I. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that. I thought they were going to go into like a generator or something, and then it was going to do it itself. But you know, Neil was just like, "Okay, you put one in one." Like I, I split up the list uh, just so it was easier for me to type. And he was like, "Oh, okay, you split up to C's already. All right, let's do this." I'm like, All right. <laughs> this is evil, bro. Well, yeah. Listen to the game show for the results next week. Of course, we have a new uh, a show that's on. They are joined by Armand. They talk about uh, Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg's uh, <laughs> big moment. I, I still can't believe that. And then uh, Randy Orton's uh, How He Closed Raw this week. That was brilliant, mm-hmm. what I thought. And also, really good uh, stuff. Uh, RNC, we have a orange, our own channel. We have the A-Show channel, so like subscribe to that as well. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a new lookout talking about Demon Slayer and uh, my hero... Uh, my Hero Academia movie, uh, the new movie. Uh, Jamal and uh, Mio talk about that. Uh, I, I wish I liked uh, My Hero Academia. <laughs> but, uh, nah, man. Nah, not the anime for me, man. Uh, I, I'm definitely more of a Demon, demon Slayer guy at the moment. <laughs> we also have a new episode of RSPN. Talking about the Clippers and the Washington Wizards. With uh, my favorite, Robbie Rav. Uh, <laughs> they really go in on Mark. Uh, it, it's a very entertaining episode. And I'll let you know here first. I'm the first person to get Robbie on an R&P show. Uh, that, that is a championship in itself. <laughs> and it's a really good episode. New episode of the Black Variant. Uh, really Van Ritt talk about... Uh, Star Wars, Bob Iger leaving, Lizzie McGuire, stuff that's going on to Disney, first responders. Uh, they discuss uh, Little Baby's album and also the Drake leaks. There were two. Uh, there were two at that point, but a third one just came out mm-hmm. too. Uh, you also yeah. have a new Big Eyes podcast. Uh, Jamal's talk about Demon Slayer and a new episode of Recall and Saul. Uh, they talk about the the guy for this episode. Uh, third episode of Better Call Saul. We got something for everybody. So go ahead, yeah. go over <laughs> to uh, RNC Radio and subscribe to each of our channels. And myself and Cyrus, we will be back next week. Cyrus, hopefully he will have uh, internet. <laughs> uh, I'll be out of jail. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk next week. We'll talk the stipulations for the Blood and Guts match and also as NXT rolls on to WrestleMania season. Talk to you then.